2: two m's the word podcast
0: today we're going to talk about our new life of sobriety going from very heavy drinkers who a couple who would identify themselves as big drinkers we like to drink didn't we very hard <laughs> stuff like hard stuff like vodkas and whiskies. going from that uh to being basically being preachy wellness wankers seven months never... sober babes yeah seven months it's not bad um, is it
2: i would say it's i would like to talk more about the sober journey than being sober should we talk about and our
0: drinking journey before we talk about the sober journey so when yeah. did you start drinking yeah
2: so basically if you are someone who is i like the term sober curious if you are curious about a sober life this could be a good one for you or if you are doing Dry January, well done, because it is a difficult month to do dry. And yeah, if you need a cheerleader, this might be quite nice for you as well. Um, but yeah, let's, let's crack on.
0: So I started drinking when I was a teenager and then just didn't stop. <laughs> I really liked how it made me feel. Uh, first of all i was always surrounded by it like i grew up with parents that drank a lot i uh, moved to ireland and everyone there like the whole culture is basically just gravitates around going to the pub and that's like what everyone does so i couldn't wait i remember being a teenager early teenager and being like i can't wait till i'm 18 and i can legally go to the pub and drink and i was so excited about drinking because it's such a cultural thing in ireland Mm. especially um And I just saw everyone around me doing it and I was just really excited about drinking. And then uh, I sort of, when alka started coming out, I started drinking the old uh, hooches and we used to get people to go into the off-license for us and there was always one off-license when I started drinking when I lived in uh, Northern Ireland in somewhere called uh, Hillsborough. There was a, at the top of the hill there, there was a little off-license and we would sort of accost somebody, kind-hearted looking man or woman and ask them if they wouldn't mind going in and getting us some hooch. And hooch was this kind of, I suppose early Alka-pops it was very sugary very sweet. I remember drinking it thinking I cannot believe that this tastes so delicious and it's getting and it's making me feel like pissed. And uh, and it just uh, and but it was basically just like syrup. It was, I mean if I drank it now I'd probably be sick. But at the time when you got your you know your teenage taste buds, it tasted delicious. So we'd be knocking this stuff back left right and center, getting drunk, being debaucherous. And then it just carried on from there. Um yeah, just kept drinking all through my 20s and 30s loved it never thought about quitting and i remember one time my old my my, one of my best buddies ryan said to me i'm doing dry january this was when i was sort of maybe about 26 27 and i was like what's that and he said i'm not drinking for the whole january i remember i remember being so shocked being like what are you talking about why would you ever do that why would you not drink and then uh then after that it just sort of planted a seed in my head and then i just left it and then uh and many years later we we tried to do it didn't we yeah
2: i think for me my like I guess context with drinking was um, I started drinking more in my like late teens I think um not so early as you but it was very much like a party thing like that's just what my friends would do if we went to like a house party or something again it would be the alka pops the wkd if someone had like an older brother or sister maybe we might get some vodka or something um but i would say my drinking like proper drinking really started at university and i feel like it's it was when i went how long ago now gosh it must have been over a decade definitely over a decade ago um it was very ingrained in society I guess that when you went to university you did these big like freshers weeks everyone got really drunk it was real it was a real thing that you kind of just gathered with your friends to do and looking back now I'm like really that's all we did together like we obviously lived together and stuff but we wouldn't like go and do activities together or whatever. It was more our whole friendship was kind of centered around like where we were going to go out and what we were going to drink and what we were going to wear and that type of thing. Um, And then in my early 20s, when my mum passed away, I think my relationship with alcohol changed in a way that I was kind of obviously going through this huge grief in my life and felt very lost and so I feel like that was really when my relationship changed in terms of I felt like I would drink because I wanted to numb everything like I couldn't deal with how I felt or didn't want to deal with how I felt so when I did drink it was to get drunk it wasn't to be sociable or to enjoy anything it was just to be not feel anything basically um and then yeah I kind of couple of years passed and then I had kids and obviously you can't drink during the nine months found that very difficult always um but yeah for me I think it was really the first lockdown which made me want to re-address and kind of reflect on my relationship with alcohol because I drank a lot in the first lockdown and it was very sunny here in the UK and every morning we would homeschool and it would get to the afternoon and it would be like lovely 20 degrees and the kids would be playing in the garden and I would just want a glass of wine. And I think that's really where, if I'm being very honest, that's really where I, I started to not like my drinking habits because I felt like I craved it every day and I wanted it every day. And partly it was boredom and partly it was overwhelm of just being in that kind of situation where you're kind of a prisoner in your own home I suppose um and yeah so after that I just didn't I didn't feel good about how I was drinking and why I was drinking and so Steph and I both started to do like a month on drinking and then a dry month so we would basically be doing dry dry January every other month um we just kind of wanted to test the water in terms of like sober life and just challenge ourselves to see if we could actually do it. I think, didn't we Mm. some months it was much harder than others just because there would be like social things going on where it would be somebody's birthday party or there'd be a wedding or a work event or something like that. And those are the kind of occasions where everyone just assumes that you drink Mm. and, you sometimes drink because you feel awkward in a social situation or whatever so removing it completely and being in those situations I think was hard at the beginning
0: yeah so how we've structured this podcast is we've written down all of the things that we loved about drinking and then all the things that we we didn't love about drinking
2: yeah so all the things that we found really hard and some of them to be honest I still continue to find mm. hard um, and then we thought you'd leave it on a positive note.
0: Yeah. So it, it's really like we've just kind of written down very loose notes of like talking about various parts of, of, of drinking and drinking culture and our relationship with it. Uh, and I think we'll drill into each one of those things. But mm. um, Do you know
2: what I just randomly thought then would be a nice thing to talk about as well, which we haven't got on our list, is how it's changed our relationship with each other. Because mm. I feel like for us a big part of our relationship especially at the beginning before we had children was going out together and drinking and like like you know what i mean that was like a big part of yeah our lifestyle together and i think it might be interesting for people to hear about how that's kind of evolved and changed and how it's affected us as a couple
0: a lot like you were saying before like a lot of people use alcohol as like a binding agent for relationships with Mm. people and there's many reasons for that it's because actually just being around another human is quite triggering in terms of anxiety like it's quite difficult for a lot of people just to be around another human Mm. and alcohol is a really effective way of numbing that uh intensity you know, you don't really yeah. feel like that with close close friends, but just people that you're not that close, like work colleagues and stuff like that. It's why work colleagues are desperate just to down a couple of drinks just to yeah. make it, I think, a little bit easier to be around that other person. But um, for me, I kind of frame that as a challenge. It's like, okay, I want to feel uncomfortable in life because I think that's where you that's where you get most of your benefits and growth is feeling uncomfortable. So if I do feel awkward in an awkward situation because I'm not drinking everybody else's, I'm like, good, bring it on. I, I want to feel like this. This is, this is because I, I'm trying to you know some, something needs to improve or change
2: yeah. I feel like you're quite similar to me in those types of situations though where you feel like almost like a need to carry the conversation yeah. if it becomes quiet or awkward yeah. yeah and I think actually I think that's a lot easier to do when you haven't been drinking because you're kind of you're way more together and articulate than you would be if you'd had a couple glasses of wine and you might say something really inappropriate mm. or mm. do you know what i mean yeah but
0: you're right what you said a while ago like it was very much for us like how we when we first started dating we'd always be going out we get we get we sit we find some little old cute old man's pub we'd get ourselves a little bottle of prosecco or something like mm-hmm. that we sit in the corner and we just chat all night over over prosecco and but and for, for also, a while no, it was wonderful
2: i think also there is worth saying that we did a lot of that but we also did other activities together like Mm. daytime things Mm. like we'd go like canoeing or we'd go for walks or we'd like we did a lot of the other stuff as well but that was a big part of our like dating life Mm.
0: now you've had me use this analogy a few times but So you, yeah, you're gonna, it. I'm going to see you die behind the eyes right now. But uh, um this is how I, I've explained it to a few people, and I think it's quite an accurate way to explain it. Like when you're young and you drink, it's like it's like if you go to the shops and you buy yourself a big, a brand new sponge, and it's really spongy and nice, and you kind of soak up all the water with that sponge. And then if you were to wring it out, it's quite effective at soaking up sponges, soaking up water, and wringing it out. And it kind of stays very sponge-like. But if you were to do that with the same sponge over 20 years of just soaking up water and then wringing it out over and over again, the sponge would just stop being as spongy and as nice and like effective at what it's supposed to do it just kind of looks a bit ratty and awful after a while and doesn't kind of absorb the the water as well and it just turns into a bit of a mess and that's kind of what my body feels like with booze (laughs) I feel like that is kind of how I feel like I'm I, I alcohol is being metabolized within my system I feel like it's not effect it's not serving me in the same way that it used to and I think that's just because I've been drinking for so long that it doesn't have the same effect so yeah
2: I think it's interesting you saying you've been drinking for so long is what's interesting about that is that unless we pause to actually analyze like how we're living and kind of Objectively, look at it. We're just going to keep going on and on. Like, you kind of need to pause and be like, Hang on a minute, why am I drinking? Mm. Do I want to drink? Do I want to just go along with this thing that's seen as the norm?
0: And it's almost like people who don't drink are, are like, Oh, what's wrong with that person? Or, yeah, you know, and, it's and kind I of used like, to be one of yeah, those people. Yeah. Like, I'll
2: put my hands up and say, Like, yeah, 10 years ago, if someone came over and we were having some drinks and they were like, Oh, I'm not drinking tonight, or I, I don't drunker. drink. Yeah. I would be like really judgmental and be like weirdo like you're no fun or I wouldn't say that to them but in my head Mm, I'd be like mm.
0: what's 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 wrong with you (laughs) yeah what's what's happened to them (laughs)
2: um which I feel really bad for now but Mm. it's um yeah it's something I think becomes easier as you get older not to be so judgmental so
0: our, our first soiree into the world of sobriety was uh through doing a month on month off for about two years two years Yeah, but what we did in the end unfortunately was that system didn't really work after a while because we would just make up for lost time on the drinking month so uh, January might be sober February be drinking March might be sober blah 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 we would drink twice as much on the drinking months so that meant that that system didn't really work for us after Mm. a while because we found ourselves drinking all through the week so we wouldn't have really you know that it just didn't work so we tried to do things like oh let's only drink when we're out or let's have a golden ticket none of these things worked we just had, had to really to be,
2: we just, had to commit basically. we had to commit
0: to like just being completely sober so we listened to a really good podcast by uh was it andrew huberman i'll link so. it in the show notes all about he really goes into the macro details of how why it's not good to drink it's um,
2: really interesting actually he goes into a lot of the science of what happens specifically in your body and your brain hmm. when you've when you've had a drink or a couple of days after you've had a drink. And for me, that podcast, he was trying not to be too negative, I think. Mm, mm. But for me, that podcast really kind of woke me up a little bit. And I was like, actually, I, I do want to commit to this.
0: It's so funny because I told my friend Phil, who I go to the gym with, uh, I said to Phil you got to listen to this podcast it's all about drink he's a he's a drinker a big drinker not a big big drinker but he just likes his drink and I said you've got to listen to this podcast mate because he's super into health as well into mm. all sorts of you know been dipping with me for two years and yeah he's really into kind of all that stuff but anyway so I said listen to the podcast he, go, he said he goes oh listen to it Steph it's really changed you know, my life and I was like oh why you're you not drinking he's like no he talks about how like you can negate some of the uh, hangover if you were to drink uh what are they called? Electrolytes. Electrolytes. He <laughs> goes, if you, it, it was because one of the tips he gives you is basically to reduce a hangover, or drink electrolytes before you go to bed or something, or have a drink and then electrolyte drink and then electrolyte. And he goes, oh, since I've been doing that, I'm not having hangovers. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm really glad you got something funny. out of it, mate. But, um, but I
2: think for me as well, like when we were doing the month on month off, I had really just started getting into like daily journaling, like gratitude mm. journaling, as cheesy and like. Mm. I don't know, cliche as it is. And for me, looking back on those journal entries, I could see such a difference on the months that we were drinking and the months that we were not drinking. Mentally, on the months where we weren't drinking, I could just see a difference in how I felt. Mm. And it was—it became really clear after two years that I, it wasn't good for my mental health. Mm. And also there'd be some times where I would... I had this little prompt in my journal where it says, how could I have made today better? And there were a few times where I would literally write not drinking. Mm. But I felt like I didn't have the willpower to just say no. And I felt like sometimes I would be drinking because you cracked open a beer and I Mm. didn't even want a beer, but I would just do it because you were doing it. And I kind of had to start catching myself in that behavior. And it was really hard to... To be like, actually, I don't really feel like drinking. Or yeah. do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Let's let's talk about some of the things that we did enjoy about it. So, what we liked about drinking and some of the the good and the bad about it. So, for me, it was the it was what I liked about it was there was a almost like a two glasses of wine or a two pints feeling like a warm glow, like a hug. There was this, there was this pocket of time that lasts about twenty minutes to half an hour. That's all it lasts, where you're just in this lovely. disassociated space where you just feel like free to you're not you're not you don't really have you know it kind of you don't have any anxieties. yeah Yeah, it releases any inhibitions and you just feel like i wish i could always feel like this but but the problem is it's only very short-lived and you chase that all through the night because you want to get back there and then it just goes downhill from there that's what i found is like it just gets worse and worse um so that 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 i do miss and yeah sorry you're trying to say something
2: i feel like for me it's the same so like after a glass or two of wine just the silliness and Mm. the looseness and the not really caring about any stresses Mm. like i love that fast track to that feeling Mm. and i wish that i where i would really like to get to would be to be the type of person that can just have one or two and then be like okay i'm done now Mm. like that's it
0: when you feel that way you want to cling onto to it though, exactly don't you? you're desperate to cling onto exactly. it. Like, i want to feel like this and yeah. i don't want this feeling it's always
2: be that goes let's crack open another yeah. bottle and we know we're going to finish the next bottle yeah. you know
0: yeah so there, there's also like we went to london recently and we took grace into uh to, to theater on his birthday and we just walked past a golden pub it was like shining golden windows and it had like just like it was just so warm looking and you saw people inside and it just had that that I don't know. It felt like a mecca. You just wanted to go in there and and just just collapse it in in this pub and just buy get a nice big red wine, red Mm. or something, and just sit and have a chat. You know that you just you miss being able to just drop into those Mm. pubs. I think
2: it's the social side of Mm. it as well. Because I I don't know about you, but I find that like in the evening, if you're gonna see a friend, it's like. You kind of want to go out, mm. but if you don't want to eat, it's not like there's many places you can go for a hot chocolate or a peppermint tea, you know? Mm. It's it's all our culture is very centred around drinking and getting drunk.
0: Well, luckily for us, they've come a long... Well, not so much for you because you don't really like it, but luckily for me, they've come a long way in terms of making non-alcoholic beer taste really good.
2: It's not that I don't like it. I just... I guess I don't really see the point of it. Mm. I don't I don't drink beer enough I that just love I would uh non alcoholic beer. But there's other non alcoholic drinks that I I now like. But I would only have them in replacement if it was like an occasion so I mm. felt like I was having a drink, if that makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't have it like just randomly on the weekend
0: mm, see i would drink a non alcoholic BL on a monday or tuesday yeah because just yeah and there's some really good ones out there there's some amazing ones you so, should
2: um link maybe to a couple of your favorites yeah, sure. in case yeah, anyone's yeah, yeah. struggling yeah. with dry january and they just want that taste um
0: the, the 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 taste as well just a boost like a red of a good red wine how well it goes with food it uh, brings food alive how well nice how, what a whiskey tastes like this is the one thing that i found as well is that you realise how prevalent it is in, in just in everything, drinking and everything. Like whenever we seem to watch any TV programme or film, there's always just somebody. There's always for me, the trigger is like a, a, man, a man drinking a whiskey. Whenever I see a man drinking a whiskey, a straight whiskey, I'm triggered by it. I'm like, oh my God, that really gets to me because I, I want to be that man. It doesn't normally get to
2: me, but I watched a show recently. Oh, what was it called? It was really good. It was about um, high fidelity and it has that girl in it that I love. And in in the series her character owns an old record shop and she's always drinking whiskey on ice Mm. and like i don't even miss whiskey and that made me miss whiskey yeah just because of the act of it and like she's just there in the evening listening to a record and having a nice whiskey in her pants and i'm like oh that's what that's
0: what a lot of people who struggle with alcohol struggle with is they the romantic romanticizing the ceremony of drinking so they they say that's what you do when you think about drinking you don't think about the actual drink you think about the context of the drink Mm. you think about the sound of pouring it in The clinks of the the uh, the ice as they fall into the glass they think about you know that first kind of hit when you take it Mm. and that taste swelling around your mouth you think about all of that kind of stuff um, i
2: think what's really helped us personally is replacing an evening glass of wine with something that we know we're going to look forward to mm-hmm. so for us it sounds really boring but it's usually either a peppermint tea or a good hot chocolate mm-hmm. and we found like the perfect perfect hot chocolate and usually we'll have a plate of nachos <laughs> Not the healthiest replacement, (laughs) but my God, they are so good. And I genuinely really look forward to them. And I think for me, it's like when the kids go to bed and it's the end of the day and you're a bit tired, it's that act of like relaxing Mm. with something, you know, and you don't get to the same place that you get to if you were to relax with a glass of wine. But you, I think you do eventually when you let yourself have like half an hour to decompress Mm. just naturally.
0: Um the uh, one of the other annoying things that you have to do you have to factor in when you do become sober is that you have to explain it to people which is really tricky so oh
2: that's my worst yeah, thing so about it yeah so people
0: assume oh let's go for a pint or let's go for a drink and you're like oh I, I don't drink but we can you know that that's tricky because then there's always this especially i think with women because they assume that you might be pregnant or trying yeah. for a baby and there's loads of this kind of hidden reasons of what it could be if it's just if it's for a guy this you maybe you you were a reformed alcoholic or something you know or you know. i
2: do feel the need to explain uh, not to my friends now because i feel like i've kind of gone into quite a lot of depth with a few different people of the reasons why and how i feel like physically feel so much better now but if I go into a situation where it's maybe like someone's birthday party, or I don't know, like it's a work thing or something. And there's people I don't know there and they notice that I'm either not drinking or mm. not drinking something alcoholic, I do feel the need to be, to explain it. Mm. And I, you almost want to caveat it though. Like you almost, there. I feel like there's such a shame around feeling like you need to address your behavior with alcohol. It's almost yeah. like people just assume, oh, you're an alcoholic then
0: or you've had a problem with it, or there's got to be a deeper reason for this. Yeah. Rather than, but then you don't, but at the same time, the tricky part of that, this whole uh, interaction is that you don't want to make them feel bad. Like they're doing something they shouldn't mm. be doing. So you don't want to say, you could, I suppose the best, the good tip would be to go in with a pre-prepared answer to that. Like, oh, it just does, it's not good for my mental health if I drink or something yeah. like that. But then the person's thinking, oh God, they've got issues with their mental yeah. health. <laughs> so it's really, it's tough to know exactly how to say it without making that person, highlighting the, that person's you know maybe problem with alcohol
2: not that anyone should have to do this um and i think you do get to a place where you feel comfortable just saying oh i'm not drinking for xyz reason Mm. but a little hack if you just don't want to have that conversation is arrive a little bit later than everyone else they've already had a drink and they don't really notice or care as much and then go in with a drink already like i normally like to have like a <laughs> I sound like such a twat but i like to normally have like a tin of cbd or something mm. like that and i just turn the label around and cover it up with my hand and then everyone just thinks that you've got a drink so they mm. don't really care mm. or don't really pick up on it yeah um and then yeah trick to leave before everyone just gets like really mm. drunk yeah
0: yeah so um,
2: you're there for the sweet spot basically when everyone's quite charismatic and french interesting and I'm, like, I'm a big french exit yeah, yeah, like same. i love leaving
0: places early same i, I, I just I, I really like going somewhere having a really good time and then just leaving before i stay you know you know you get people who just stay to the bitter end i've never yeah. been one of those guys i'm always like get me get out get in and out quickly <laughs> i think it's a way to do it um so th- so yeah so i think um the, the tricky thing is, is like, it's difficult because somebody might be like oh let's go for a pint so you've got like less reasons to meet them if you know what I mean it's like it's I suppose you could just re- reframe it as like let's just go for a walk I mean I'd rather do that anyway than sit in a I pub I'd rather go for a walk with someone I might doing be that
2: with a few of my friends instead of saying oh let's go for a wine next week I'll be like right do you want to go for a class and then a smoothie or mm. like let's go for a really big long walk or just come over for a coffee or mm. whatever you just end up doing different things and for me I found one of the really great things about giving up alcohol, which I didn't expect to be the case, was I thought that it would somehow not be great for my friendships. But actually, I feel like my friendships are have kind of thrived in mm. that space because... You kind of tend to have like deeper, more meaningful conversations. You connect more honestly. Mm. You do things together that you maybe perhaps wouldn't have done before. And it kind of, I don't know, it feels like it builds up more of a foundation Mm -hmm. underneath a friendship.
0: Planning for your next trip? I've got these the two friends called Jason and Ever, and Ever and I, I love Ever, but we are, I suppose, we're kind of different in terms of how we see things uh, politically and ideologically. And if I'm drinking, I'm not very good at arguing because I'm sort of a bit like more loose shoot from the hip my I, I'm not thinking you'll sp- say things just, just for the effect of her being like oh, yeah okay. yeah exactly <laughs> so whereas if like if we had a debate the other day and we actually just sat there at the table and it was like just a friendly conversation where we both met in the middle and actually agreed with each other and it was lovely because we weren't getting drunk and getting all mm. opinionated and getting fired up so it was great so it does I know what you mean it it, it really does uh, mean that you have these kind of deeper kind of connections with people when you're not drinking
2: i would say as well that i actually prefer seeing my friends in in these kind of situations Mm. rather than just going out and it being about drinking like i really Mm. prefer i wish i had done it sooner Mm. i wish that i had quit alcohol like 10 years ago you know
0: so the, the mental health side and the anxiety side, you see a huge, after about two to three months, it takes a while. It's not like you just take a few days off drinking, and you're fine, it's like it takes months to get it completely out your system. But then you just find, hang on a minute, I just feel better. I feel like a sharper, uh, less anxious, better parent better husband better just better, better friend i just feel better but like the the optimum version of yourself when you when it kind of flushes out your system like i get i've got far less anxiety now there's a it might there's a few reasons for that but i think you know quitting alcohol is a tool in a toolbox of things that you can use to help combat things like anxiety and depression there's no one one answer there's a toolbox with lots of different things in there like cold water and sobriety and lots of different other things but if you got enough tools in that toolbox to help with it then you know then you're away
2: i think particularly with anxiety though going back to that podcast that um, you were talking about earlier when he explained what happens chemically in your body when you drink and how it has a delayed reaction to give you that anxiety three days later I think it was Mm -hmm. and then so it's like this continuous cycle where you're like oh I feel anxious I'm Mm -hmm. gonna have a drink or and then three days later you'll feel anxious again and I found that fascinating and i wasn't expecting it to have such a delayed effect i thought it would be like maybe the next day if you'd had a bit too much mm. maybe that's when you would feel the anxiety make sure you um definitely link that because i think that would be really good for lots of people to listen to
0: the um, sleep is improved but uh, like cra- like a, a crazy amount as well how uh, I, I i would still wake up sometimes with anxiety at like 4 a.m in the morning like that hasn't gone it, but it's cyclical it only happens sometimes but when i wake up now i've got manageable anxiety instead of when i'm drinking it was like acute crazy anxiety where it was just you overwhelming went through
2: a really bad patch yeah with, you, with that yeah like, Qu- you would have to take sleeping tablets and yeah stuff.
0: yeah and now it's manageable now i you know slept the last few nights fine but every now and again i'll still wake up uh but with manageable like just sort of lying there thinking oh okay well, i feel all right <laughs> Rather than like, oh my God, everything's closing in and I'm going to die.
2: I feel like one thing for me as well that I really like about not drinking is my skin just feels and looks so much better. Like I can just get away with not wearing foundation some days now. And Mm. like, I just feel like where I think, I don't think I was necessarily like, aging but I could see in my face if I'd had Mm. two or three wines the night before I could just see in my face my skin was dry like I'd get like little lines down here I've probably got the lines now haven't I um and yeah I just I noticed even after like 10 days of not drinking my skin just looked more plump Mm. and I don't know if that's because I was also trying to make a habit of drinking like tons more water every day that's probably got something to do with it too but it it was quite a nice like instant reward. Do you know what I mm. mean?
0: We're better parents now because yeah. of being sober and uh, uh, we're, we're more patient with the kids. Oh God, I feel like my so much more patience has with them. like yeah.
2: just improved by like 100%. There's always a
0: snap point with a parent <laughs> and getting to that snap point when you're living a sober life is, is, is far more difficult to get to than when you're kind of dealing mm. with some kind of stress from being hung over.
2: I also think there's so much that we try to kind of lead by example with the kids like we'll try and read in front of them we'll make sure they know that we think that fitness is really important and Mm. that we're eating like a balanced diet and stuff and i just think for us not that i'm Mm. like trying to shame or make anyone feel bad but for us being at this point now i'm i'm glad that they're not seeing us drink because I'm like, I want to live a really long, healthy life. Like that's my aim going forward is to live the healthiest, longest life. I want to see grandchildren be born, hopefully. Mm. Um, if we're lucky enough, <laughs> if anyone will put up with our boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for me, like that's something that I really want to try and kind of install in them from an early age Is is how important you get one body. Yeah. You get one body and you really need to take care of it.
0: Mm. So hangovers, they're, they're out of the window now. It's such a lovely feeling to wake up on a, on a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I, I had this moment when I went to London a few weeks ago to see a good friend, uh, uh, Zach and uh, Ryan. And I, I stayed at Ryan's house and I was out in Soho that evening and I wasn't drinking. And I got back to Ryan's and I, sh- I sort of stayed up late with Ryan and I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and... All I could remember really in my immediate memory was the night out in Soho. So I should have sat up in bed and just been like, oh my God, my head, my head. I feel awful. I feel awful. Because there is that moment when you wake up thinking, how bad is it going to be? How bad is it going to be? And you sit up and you think, oh God, it's bad. And to sit up and be like, oh my God, I had a really good night out. I saw my friends. I went out in Soho and I feel great now in the morning. I feel a bit maybe tired, but you know, I didn't maybe have enough sleep, but I feel great. Like I, I don't-
2: remember you saying to me that weekend that you almost felt drunk just from the energy of like yeah. other people around you. Like just the the vibrancy Mm. of like being in that environment made you feel like more energized yeah
0: so i just love not feeling that hungover because there's some days that we just crave the day being gone because we're like i can't wait for it not to be today and it be tomorrow for this hangover not to be this unbearable so you're just wishing that day to pass and it's like we only get a few of these days before we're in a vacuum of of nothingness so it's like well let's uh let's make every day count and if you're sort of when you're drinking it feels almost like you're stealing the future you know what i mean you're having a great time then and there but at a cost to what comes in the next day or two
2: i also find that although i actually i i'll be honest like i still do miss i don't miss anything really other than wine i miss wine still i miss it all i in the winter i love a a red summer i love a nice rosé with a big old ice cube in it like i really miss wine with food and wine with my friends and yeah i'm i miss wine yeah (laughs) um but seven months in well we're nearly eight months in now i literally have nightmares sometimes about drinking or being drunk or being Mm. hungover i'll have nightmares about it and i wake up and i'm like god i'm so glad i'm not doing that and it's like my brain's reaffirming to myself you you're making the right decision Mm. which is so strange isn't it that your brain would do that
0: another big bonus is how much money you save alcohol has got so expensive right now and a bottle of wine is you know what 10 quid is uh, it? pints are good well, there'll be 10 pounds before you know at a pint yeah. now so it's just it's getting insanely expensive and with the cost of living crisis with like inflation rampant it's it, I feel if like, you want to cut back and save money yeah. it's a good it's a good excuse
2: i feel like as well not only that but like if you're saving money by not drinking and not going out drinking you can if you're not just saving generally you could spend that money on other things that you enjoy cake things that are really good well yeah Yeah. going for a coffee and a cake (laughs) with a friend rather than a glass of wine or like going to a exercise class or like i don't know like a book or you know like stuff that you really enjoy that isn't necessarily like a necessity
0: and i would also say that it is the I, i would honestly say it's probably the best thing we've ever decision we've ever made for our relationship yeah because it, every savage argument we've had over the years has been fueled by booze. Yeah. Uh we've taken we booze away. We had a point, away.
2: didn't we where we were like it's... okay, our absolute maximum to not argue mm. is a bottle of wine and two cocktails. Mm-hmm. And then after that it's like no
0: no it wasn't a bottle of wine and two it cocktails it was a bottle
2: of wine and two can't cocktails it
0: can't be two cocktails they're bloody strong cocktails are strong two cocktails would get that's you smashed that's
2: what we decided
0: no it was it a bottle was. of wine it was one bottle no, of wine no it wasn't
2: one bottle of wine it, it was one bottle didn't of wine we don't drink cocktails I went co- co- when like I when, went co- I... when we went out that's what it would be I'd never
0: have a I'd hardly ever I could count a, time oh. count a times i have a cocktail on probably two hands Steph
2: you know uh, mind you, a whiskey old what's it is a called cocktail, yeah old fashioned as a cocktail that's like a fuck ton of whiskey
0: yeah true we'd be at our very limits oh, don't with, drink cocktails. we'd be at our very limits with two cocktails and yeah. half a bottle of wine yeah like, god that would be dangerous we're in danger zone with that
2: yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah it's been it's been the best thing for us i think i miss the silliness between us and the fun that we yeah. have and like the there's a there's the a looseness. The, the looseness that yeah. we have there's there's a lot that it's taken away from our relationship yeah. but i but... feel
2: like we i always feel like we're very lucky in terms of we both want to do this like we've Mm. kind of grown into this journey together rather than just one of us being like i don't want to drink anymore and then the other one still wanting to do it that would be so much harder but i feel like we're quite lucky in terms of i feel i think it's brought us closer together Mm. doing this really hard thing together
0: Mm. and i think it's that on that basis it's really good for your mental fortitude so it's good for you to be able to have something that you love and adore and want and resist it yeah and I, I think that's really important thing to be able to do in life is say i want that thing but i'm going to deny it i'm going to deny having it yeah like i, I don't want to get up on a sunday morning and stand in a hot cold river with a bunch of middle-aged men but i'm going to do it because that's what i work because i need to do um, and so that's good to have a to, to, uh, test of mental fortitude uh, a good uh, I, um, I've another note here I've got is that it's a good way to to further define your wants and needs because as you grow older I think your wants and needs are very two uh, very much separated mm. two entities and what you need and what you want should be seen as completely different things mm. and you should always you should always focus more on what you need than what you want and, and not confuse the two
2: I would say this is probably a really obvious positive to come out of it, but I physically feel like the best version. I don't mean in terms of like how I look, I mean in terms of my body and how it feels mm. and mm. How, how much energy I have and the functionality and the sleep and the like mental clarity. Mm. Everything physically has improved for me.
0: If you think about what you're doing with ethanol, which is the alcohol, uh, which is obviously what um, gets you drunk. It's poison. It essentially is a poison. And you are slowly poisoning yourself all throughout the week or, uh, uh, for years. And so that's going to have an effect. And when you're younger, you can bounce back from it pretty well. But as you get older, you need to readdress it. And I think what's important for people to do without sounding like a preachy twat is that you, you probably don't have a problem if you could switch it off for a month and not think about it. Mm. But you probably do have a bit of a problem if you would find that excre- extremely difficult. And or if
2: you don't feel like you could go into a social situation and mm. be like, oh no, I'm just not today. Mm, mm. not drinking today.
0: Yeah. But it's something empowering about that. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do this do thing what that I'm I, expected to do. Do you know
2: what I kind of like about it though is that, I don't know, I've always felt like a bit of an outcast. And so no. for me, I kind of sometimes i kind of like that and i'm like i'm not going to do this thing that everyone's doing
0: to be honest with you i think that served us well over the past yeah. few years <laughs> oh <shush. laughs> yeah yeah let's not go into that but it's good save to, that I, for another yeah. time maybe <laughs> yeah. in 20 years <laughs> yeah i think uh, you know i haven't ever regretted making a decision which is not the decision that everybody else is making you know yeah. put it that way uh, and i, I think, think that that's good to be able to walk into a social situation and think this is going to be really difficult for my social anxiety I don't care. I'm going to put myself Yeah,
2: and I think it's really hard for people particularly in recent years because we have all been isolated mm. and so people's if you're someone who's naturally quite an introvert or you just don't enjoy big social situations it's almost become harder. Mm. Um mm. and I don't want this podcast in any way to come across as like us sort of preaching. I know I'm really wor- and, I'm really conscious of that. And say judging anyone who drinks like if you drink and you enjoy it and it's and it adds value to your life then that's and, that's and also it's worth saying that I don't to be. I don't
0: regret the years I had of drinking like if I could go back I wouldn't have changed it because we had some amazing times yeah. drinking it's not like but at my age now the you know in the amount I've drunk over my life it's just time for me to readdress my it life. in my life <laughs> but it's time for me to readdress it god I, oh, that was, I don't know what that was but yeah I feel like that's what but I don't you know we had so much fun going out and, and booze in for a while but it just comes a point in your life where you have to you know you got to you got to realize yeah. that the party might be over
2: i think for me as well like i don't know if i will ever go back to drinking occasionally and if i do go back to drinking i want it to be a very occasional celebratory mm-hmm. thing it's not going to be like every weekend mm. it's going to be oh we're going away for Steph's birthday mm. and we want to have like a a glass of wine with dinner or something that's the point that i would really love to be comfortable at and so i don't want to say oh i'm sober forever yeah. but also i am very committed so mm-hmm. so my mission it's is just so a journey
0: my mission is sober for a thousand days and then after a thousand days i'm gonna i think i might do something like only never drinking in the uk but only drinking when i'm not in the uk something along those lines so if we do go to greece or whatever yeah we can, or if we do if go on a road the trip situation or somewhere and like all that, the, like yeah
2: everything around you it's like the perfect situation to complement what mm. you're doing yeah then i think for us we're really similar in that way i think but, but the
0: minute it's got its foot in the door yeah that's, that's the, the problem. thing
2: that's the thing and i think once i've done a year am i gonna want to like wreck it
0: yeah exactly <laughs> Do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. is it worth it yeah
2: because it's quite an accomplishment, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, it'd be interesting to see how you feel after a year. Yeah. I think a I thousand days is about two and a half years, something like that. So we'll see. I've, I'm only about seven months in, so I've got a long way to go. So we've got some um, tips on, on on things that you can do if you want to, uh, I think flip your bit of paper over there, because you should have it on the back. Things you can do if you want to try it. Um, things like don't have booze in the house is a, is a oh, simple yeah. one, but that's what we we had booze in the house for months. Some of my nights, some of the beautiful whiskey Yeah your mum bought us Some whiskey Yeah that stayed there for ages I had to go Yeah so you don't have Alcohol around you And then you'll save A lot of money So I think it's important To treat yourself Every now and again With something To say well done You know Get through a week You've saved probably 50-60 quid Go and treat yourself Do something nice
2: Yeah
0: You know get, Get yourself some I don't know Massage or something You know Just something to reward you For it's me, for, for massaging. Yeah. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> he um, said he said i should reward a, a lot of people like apps to track their days they like the little rewards that the app mm, gives them the little
2: dopamine of like you've done it yeah done. exactly that also on that note i think um doing it with someone if you can is i mean i don't know how i could have Done it and still be Mm. on the journey. If you weren't doing it too, I definitely would have caved. I definitely would have been like, oh, fine, I'll just come for a wine with you or whatever. It's much easier if you have someone like in your corner, like cheering you on. And
0: if you suggest it to them, they'll probably initially say, no effing way, I'm not doing that. (laughs) But what you need to do is plant a seed. A seed for me was planted when I was, you know, when I spoke to my mate Ryan in my 20s about him doing Dry January. That seed started. Almost, you know, probably twenty years ago, and it's grown to fruition now, and that's all you're doing. So expect resistance, but then just plant the seed with people.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I listened to a podcast. I think it was a Saturn Returns podcast a couple of years ago, and the topic was so be curious, and I'd never heard that phrase before. And the I can't remember who the guest was, but they were talking about their journey and how they used to have blackouts and stuff. And I've never been, I've never done that, Mm. but. It did. It it did make me question then my mm. like behaviour mm. and my relationship with it. But yeah, it's taken years to kind of get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm ready to do this. You um, know?
0: we talked about it before, but have alternatives. So a good hot chocolate, or some nachos, or whatever. Like a you
2: should link to bare bones hot chocolate. Yeah, in bare the bones, description. Bare bones hot it's chocolate and so a, freaking good.
0: Treat yourself if you do like if you do a couple of weeks. Treat yourself to a velvetizer from. Hotel Uh, Hotel Chocolat. Chocolat. They're about 100 quid, I think. And then bare bones hot chocolate get that ordered in
2: oh every night babes yeah. it is so that's 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 a good alternative good yeah it's so good really
0: thick nice dark like proper nice chocolate yeah. hot chocolate with milk oh so good um your set an intention is always good as well so oh i'm going to try and do three months i'm going to try and do try th- a month is okay but i think three months is better that's when it's really out your system if you can do three months you're doing really really well and see how you feel after that and and like you do a lot of notes and like journaling yeah it will be good to start doing around this Um, uh, you don't have booze in the house. Use non-alcoholic drinks. That's a big one. Yeah, like I said, get get a fridge full of non-alcoholic booze.
2: Yeah, non-alcoholic booze, or just something that you really like to drink. Mm. Like it could be, I don't know. Like there's a a Coke alternative that I like called Karma Cola, Mm. and like just some like a tin of that or Mm. something is it feels like a treat, you know?
0: But. If you do want it, if you are sober curious and you do want to try it, then uh, you've got our back, like as a couple of big drinkers who love going out and getting, you know, getting pissed. It's been, we've, we you know, factoring in all the pros and all the cons, we think it's been like an amazing decision for us personally. Mm. And-,
2: and I think that gives you a lot of opportunity to grow in terms of you, you're just way more present generally. So you notice how you kind of react and speak with other people mm. and, how your body feels and what you're eating and
0: do you remember when we were drinking how desperate we were to have alcohol when we were ever in a social situation yeah when we went to farm camp at tim's and they had this kind of like off-grid weekend thing yeah. where it was like, you were doing things like loads of meditation and stuff like that through the week we were just desperate to get alcohol weren't we we were yeah. like, were when can we get a drink when can we get a drink yeah and it was just craving it so badly and you know that wouldn't even come into our minds now it just wouldn't mm. be a thing you know
2: it is nice when you get to that point where you're just like that's not something i do anymore
0: Yeah, yeah 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 is a good place to get to yeah. isn't it but yeah so but it, it is a
2: hard journey if if you are like us if you really enjoy it and you feel like you enjoy it a little bit too much mm. it is hard but the rewards are so worth it
0: and i would also say that you know it's you might not be an all or nothing person mm. if you're a sort of person who can be like oh once every few weeks i might have a drink you know that's fine good you probably don't have anything to address but mm. if you're like us where we're like let's crack open another bottle or <laughs> let's have another cocktail and you just can't stop you don't know when you you can't your off button just disappears uh, and you just end up drinking multiple bottles of wine a week uh, and whiskey and vodka and all this kind of stuff and you just you, you, then i think is is a good is a good time to address yeah. what you're doing i
2: think it would be good to in the um show notes Just link a couple of like helplines and Mm. uh, maybe some online Mm. information uh, in case anyone is struggling and they would like to seek help from a professional because yeah, obviously sure, we've, we've talked we've talked about God, I don't know, I have clue how I that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about how our experience has been but obviously like we're not in a position to yeah. advise anyone or like mm. do you know what i mean it's it's a big journey to go through so yeah, yeah let's let's link a couple of um and there are so many people out the there below. to support
0: you and so many people have got your back and so many people when you tell them you don't drink like if you go out and you meet somebody who's out in a social situation they don't drink too there's a sort of there's such a amount, amount of respect you have for that yeah. person because you know how hard it is and you know how difficult what they've had to go through and so you, you'll find that as well where you'll be like oh wow and also in a way.
2: when you are in it the non-drinking community is much bigger than you think mm. like you find people with similar interests and just a similar kind of mm. outlook on life in places that you wouldn't expect you know yeah. Yeah. so it might be a bit lonely at first but Just know that eventually you kind of find people who are the same as you.
0: Yeah. And good luck, man. That's the main thing. Good luck. And if you fall off the wagon, don't worry. There's all you can just jump back on it again. Yeah, and that's what we did. We st- we tried it for you know. it Took us two years. Two to,
2: years, man. <laughs> two years of
0: practicing of sparring to get to the point. Where I we still can remember go into my last room.
2: glass of wine, knowing it was my last <laughs> glass you? of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um Okay. Well, thanks very much for listening to our uh, podcast about sobriety and being sober. Curious, and our lives are seven months in of being sober. We'll probably do another one of these. Probably when we do a year. When we've we we done a do year. A year update. Yeah, we'll do a year update. Yeah. So in about yeah four or five months, we'll do another one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah hopefully some of the tips helped and some of the advice helped and i'd love to read some of your comments on this yeah. on this uh, podcast but yeah. and again
2: if you are a drinker absolutely no shade like no shade, no shade yeah, just at have all fun. i'm just do, jealous you do you honey <laughs> boo yeah i love it when you say that <laughs> say it again
0: no i'm not saying it again it was really camp and it made me feel a bit demasculated you
2: do you, honey boo.
0: <laughs> can i not say demasculated I, probably not i can say I, that i
2: just don't know anymore <laughs>
0: I can say de- Anyways, for sure.
2: let's uh, finish this up before we have <laughs> yeah. been back to people. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks, everyone. Um, go check out the show notes and we will see you all very soon. Bye.
1: Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,.